What's up? This is Parker Jameson from the band Starkill. Hey, this is David Rivera from Ex Mortis. This is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. Hail and kill everybody. This is Ross the Boss from New York City. Hi, this is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. All right, Great Metal Debate listeners, we have a very special session tonight, and so a very warm welcome to Stu the Hammer Marshall and Mr. Jeff Martin of Blasted to Static. Welcome, fellas, to the Great Metal Debate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having us, mate. We appreciate it. And, and I'm, really looking for, I'm really looking forward to meeting Stu someday. Well, we, we, we're actually doing this over Voxer. We're, we've been writing this album and doing everything from opposite ends of the globe via, you know, our phones and our iPads and stuff. And, you know, and any other, I, I can't even think back, maybe a couple of years back, it probably wouldn't even be this possible. But it's yeah. kind of fun how we're doing this, you know. Well, that's excellent. Technology is a wonderful and terrible thing. Let me... Um... Normally, I'd introduce your band lineage, but you guys are so prolific. I mean, you both have quite the resume for bands. Uh, can you both just kind of give us a brief rundown of the bands you guys have been in, and then we'll culminate with Blasted to Static? Jeff, you, oh, you go first, Stu. Okay, Mike. Yeah, um, you go first. Pick, scissors, rock. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not as well-known as Jeff. Um, but, you know, I, I've been pretty busy the last couple of years. I've been very lucky to, uh, I, I've been in a band called Death Dealer with uh, another guy called Ross the Boss, who was in Man of War, who, who's a, a, a wonderful friend of mine. And, and, uh, I think I've heard of Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've got Sean Peck on vocals, uh, Mike Davis, my soul brother, on uh, bass, who's also in our new band, Blasted Static. Um and an incredible drummer uh, who's uh, ex-Mike Mangini prodigy, a guy called Steve Bollock-Nessie, who's incredible. So, you know, Death Deal has been active for the last three years. Uh, we toured uh, Eastern Europe last year. Uh, we hit Moscow. And uh, the year prior to that, we released our debut and currently working on the second album right now. So 2015's looking really busy. And uh, prior to that, I was in a band called Dungeon, who had a pretty pretty decent career in Japan. A few people kind of know who Dungeon is. Um, and I, I've, I've been pretty busy the last 10 years with Empires of Eden. I, you know, um, I think I explained this to you before, but Empires of Eden was called an Empires of Eden instead of Stu Marshall uh, solo band because it's not. It's collaborating with some of the most talented, wonderful people on the planet um, and we create this epic power metal. Uh, where are we? Album number four now. So um, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I've been up to is 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 just really working with some of the greatest people, some of the greatest voices on the planet, and just having an absolute ball. So the last ten years for me, man, has been a, an absolute musical joy. So that's where okay. it's at. Great, Jeff. What about you? Well, I, I, I just want to elaborate on what Stu just said. And, you know, he has worked with, and I've listened to a lot of these tracks, and some of these singers are just unbelievable. And how the hell did I get so lucky to, to, to stick? <laughs> and actually, and actually, you know, we're going off and making an album on our own. 
And I'll tell you how that happened. The, the music that we're writing between us is undeniable. It's very fresh and different. Excellent. It's not your normal metal, um, your, your normal metal slag. It, it uh, you know, obviously Stu came from my Racer X background and, and taught him, you know, how to play some certain things because like me, you hear somebody and all of a sudden your eyes light up and the hair raises on the back of your neck and you go, I have to learn that. I got to be a part of that. So, you know, that that's how, you know, Ian Pace and Mitch Mitchell and all, I'm a drummer too. Um, I've been the drummer in Badlands and a lot of different bands and, you know, drummers like John Bonham, Ian Pace, Mitch Mitchell, Don Brewer, Ginger Baker, all those guys kept me away from drugs because I was constantly in my bedroom trying to learn these parts and trying to get their tone. So, you know, uh, but, um, yeah, the, the collaboration that we're doing is really exciting. Every day is something new for us, you know, th that we're, we're coming up with. And like I said, we do this on Voxer. So we're recording these things and our phones record all our conversations and, and then we send it off to the next guy and, and we, we can backtrack and listen to what we've been saying to each other. And it's just, it blows my mind how we, how we bounce off each other creatively. And, and uh, you know, that's really, when it comes right down to it, that's all I got going for me is my creativeness. That side of my brain has always fired well, and the whole business side has been a complete dump. So to have somebody like Stu, who's really savvy, and, and it, some of his ideas on how to make money again, in this business where we're just a bunch of t-shirt salesmen is when it comes down to it um is really exciting for me and mainly somebody i can really trust i mean you know i've trusted a lot of people in the past and i've been burnt so but to get back to your first question where i came from um you know a uh, kid from wisconsin uh i remember seeing my sister come home from the actual beatles playing that's how old i am but I was just a, a tiny kid then, and seeing her nylons ripped to shreds and her, her mascara running down her face, I said, uh, man, I want to be a part of this. No <laughs> so, so uh, you know, that's what started me. Ringo Starr started me wanting to be a drummer. And then, uh, you know, a few late years later down the line, when I had a brother, and I have a big family, big Catholic family, he came home from college and laid... I still see that album sitting on the corner of our dining room table. Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? Oh, that's great. And as soon as I put that on, on, on the, uh, as soon as I played that, it changed my life forever. And I not only wanted to be a drummer, but I wanted to be a good drummer. Okay. Let me... And oddly enough, the guy, the, yeah, go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, was that your moment, Jeff, where you had the metal epiphany and you said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It, I'm going to be a metal musician. Well, that 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 time it wasn't metal. It was just at that. It was acid rock. It was blues turned into acid rock and stuff. And of course, the Beatles. Um, I was a huge Beatles fan from a kid on, and and that's where I think you know when you talk about me uh, getting together with Paul Gilbert he, and, and Racer X and putting that band together. He was brought up on the Beatles himself. So, you know, when I was throwing these uh, melody lines onto metal music that actually had melody lines and, you know, something that would stick in your head, and I wasn't just trying to light matches and throw them at you, 
um, that's what I think appealed to him. And, and it's still, I have to, I have to have some kind of melody. Now, of course, there are some songs that I write that are, are, you know, just there for the guttural attack of it. And actually, my, my daughter is turning me on to Suicide Silence and a, a whole bunch of new bands. And, I, and I'm learning how to do some of that stuff just to keep up with the times. But, you know, all in all, uh, especially with the stuff I'm doing with Stu right now, I've got some fantastic melody lines going on. stuff. So, but, where you know, um, yeah, you know, I just can't ever remember not wanting to be a drummer, first off, a drummer. Or, you know, really, I didn't can't remember not wanting to be a singer even when I wasn't a singer until I heard Tom Jones and Tom Jones was the guy that made me want to be a singer oddly enough that guy's power and that's that, and that's why I'm such a powerful singer is because you know Tom Jones is not all, only emotion but he's fuck he's freaking oh, yeah. power yeah so, absolutely. so but you know as far as where I came from band wise um, I, I had a band in Phoenix, Arizona, and my first big band was called Surgical Steel. And we did a movie, Thunder Alley, and we were the biggest thing in Arizona, blah, blah, blah. Tried to get signed, became friends with Rob Halford during the Screaming for Vengeance era. He tried to get us signed, couldn't get us signed. So, you know, I struck up that friend, friendship with Rob and, you know, ended up uh, writing and singing on some Judas Priest stuff. And uh, then later on down the line, you know, in between then and there, Mike Varney found us, and uh, I did a couple tracks for him way back when, and then he hooked me up with Paul Gilbert, and the rest of that is is history. And, uh, you know, we've dropped off and picked up, and in between then and there, I've been in Badlands, I've been in UFO, I've been in with George Lynch, I've been with Don Dockin, and, and played in Dockin for a short period of time. Um, I've I've been pretty much a musical whore. I've played with uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Pro and did Quiet Riot stuff. I have done a really cool album that's one on the top of. I've done over thirty albums, and one of my top albums is one called um, uh, The Plot, and that's with Michael Shanker and Pete Way, and that's Michael Shanker playing um, kind of uh, like Rolling Stones style rock and roll. And Pete Way going, Boy, you keep going, you for brain. You know, this girl, cutty stuff. And I actually, the only reason I can do that is because I, I had to sing all the backgrounds. And then I did some MSG albums and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've done uh, many albums per year. And my last band that I've been working with is a guy named Mato Naji, and the band is called Indigenous. And we just, we just won a NAMI, which is an American Grammy for best album, best blues album, and best new artist. And he's a full Lakota Sioux Indian, and he's been on the Jimi Hendrix uh, tour for the last four or five years. So, you know, I've been going in between doing blues and then going back to metal. And, you know, to tell you the truth, I have not been a metal singer with another band ever. The only other band I've, I've sang with yeah. has been Racer X, and I've been saving it like a little treasure. And I'm and I'm done. It's out of the box. Me and Stu are going to hammer this hard, and I think we're going to open some eyes Excellent. here because uh, I'm. We're both just excited as hell about that. And believe me, with the way the music business is, it's hard to get excited about shit. So. Uh -huh. Well, you know, if you're a musical whore, that's quite an impressive list of musical genres <laughs> okay. you got going. I got the clothes right. to prove it. 
<laughs> That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, let's talk about Empires of Eden, because that was the experience where you guys really kind of got together. How many songs did you do there, and, and how did that come about? Uh, Stu, why don't you Well, with, how, with how, Jeff, how um, you know, I, I'm allowed to say this because Jeff was in the band, so it might seem a little weird for him to say it, but um, truth of the matter is is that I'm an American metal fan, and, 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 and American metal for me, you know, in the 80s and, and sort of early 90s, you know, bands like Racer X, Cacophony, um, you know, we're talking bands like uh, Vicious Rumors. The, these are the bands that really get my blood pumping and uh race rex were the top like you know the first the first two albums for me are, are still untouchable so with empires of eden i just want to work with people i love and admire and 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 uh i i literally go through the lp collection on a saturday night with a few scotches and go man how cool would it be to write for jeff martin you know and and quite honestly that's how it was and so i was getting lessons off bruce bouillet for a while and uh when I say lessons, I, I I was being taught every single time with that guy. He's he's a passion, and uh, I just said to him, "Look, I'd really like to really like to connect with Jeff. I'd love to write for him. Uh, you know, what are the chances?" And, and Bruce was gracious enough to hook us up, and uh, I spoke this, to him. this is and this is quite a while ago. This is like a year something ago, wasn't it, Stu? Yeah, mate. This is this is actually a year and a half ago. Um, I, I got the phone call for Jeff of uh, the phone number and, and quite nervously rang him and uh, he was he was really cool and, and I had three or four songs already written for him especially written for him that I really wanted to send him and so I said to him look there's a couple of ways you can go and, and as you can appreciate I'm dealing with 11 singers on an album that have different touring schedules they have different um, funding requirements and some guys I just can't afford, you know, I, I've approached some guys that, you know, I just can't go there. And, and I said to, you know, we, we made a deal and, and I said, look, I've got a few songs I'd really like you to sing on. Um, and, and off we went. Well, you know, Jeff is singing better now than he's ever sung before. And the songs that he sent back, um, you can't fake chemistry, right? You, you can't bullshit chemistry, dude. It, it, it works or it doesn't. And I heard these songs through, and I was just so excited. And uh, I said, "Look, I'd really like you to sing on a like a, a solo album. I'd love to release a solo album." And look, you know, man, one thing came to another, and uh, I think you know, I was talking to Jeff, and he was talking to me, and he's like, "Man, these songs that we've we've got, they're they're strong. I think there were four tracks. They're really strong." And we had we had connected, as Jeff says, a year and a half ago, but. We only connected on this new band in December of last year. Yeah. So we're talking about something that's like nine weeks old. And uh, the time was... Yeah, because like I was I was touring like crazy last year. Uh, Jeff was very busy. And well, that, you, know, you know what it was, is I was having... I was actually having some heart problems. And I got sidetracked. And, you know, finally... Uh, with the with the fantastic medical system in the United States, which sucks ass, um, I couldn't do much about it, and uh, it turned out to not be anything. And you know, a pill I'm taking just to sl uh, slow my heart down a little bit and make make the whoop de doo stop. Stop. I finally cured that, and then you know, I've I'd already done a couple of these tracks for Stu, and and uh, then I dug back into him and. 
the the amazing thing about the way Stu writes is not only is a great guitar player and a great and a great uh, um, well what he's really great at is is and I don't even know how he does it. We haven't worked together in the same room yet. Um, he's really great at programming symphony sounding parts like on a keyboard. Do you do that on a, on a keyboard or how do you do that, bro? Mate, I, I actually do that painstakingly, um, uh, a blip by blip. So, um, yeah. I I can't read music, but I, I actually know how every note sounds in 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 uh, right. where, with intervals. So I hear an orchestral part in my head, and usually the problem for me is I hear around a nine or ten part orchestral piece. So I know how the horns are supposed to sound. I know what what the violin strings are supposed to do. I know what the oboe is supposed to do, and I know the notes. So I can actually go in and actually plot it out um, blip by blip, and I know how everything sounds. So it, it's actually a pretty easy process for me um, having that vision. But yeah, I, I just I love working with that stuff. Well, what what this and and this ought to you know if this doesn't get your uh, your curiosity going to have orchestra part. Well, yeah, and the, there's snippets and there's small parts that build in between places. And uh, they're amazing. And they just conjure so many images. And the way I write a song is I have, and believe me, Stu's the only human being I have ever sent my treasure of, I got a couple hundred song titles. And that's the way, that's the way I write a song. Is I listen to music and I look up and down my titles and something will stick. That sounds like this or that sounds really dark and it sounds like, you know, and that's how I start a song is by title, and then I go from there. And uh, so, these intros that he has, uh, and some of them he wanted to change, but I got the song from the intro itself, and I said, "Dude, you can't change that. It's where I got the song. It's the whole meaning of the song is from this intro." And when you hear this stuff, you're just going to be blown away. It's going to be fantastic. And the thing about it is when we are on stage, all we'll need is a keyboard player to play these parts, um, you know, and uh, we'll be able to pull this stuff off live with no problem, along with doing some Racer X. And, hell, I, I say we do some Halford, too, or do some Judas Priest, too. We got the guy from Halford, so let's 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 have a party. So, yeah, the, the mixture of the, this stuff isn't your – to me, isn't your normal average metal? And believe me, I've been I've been yawning at a lot of metal for so long that I'm just going, I'm going to go play blues for a while, and that's what I did. So, yeah, and I just every time I would listen back to what we were creating, I just go, holy crap! I mean, listen, and I'd play it for my daughter and my wife, who are my biggest critics, and they just they. They just look at me, you know, stone faced and go, What is this? This is amazing. And we've got a, you know, Stu had a, a funny little, you know, I said, We need to build something on an album like we're both Black Sabbath fans. And I love how Black Sabbath always had these little snippets in between songs. And I, I always call them sonic, sonic palette cleaners. So you're not getting your head sawed off the whole time. All of a sudden, Tony Iommi will do this crazy little thing with an echoplex that's going, you know, and it just gives you a little break. So I told Stu, I said, do you got anything that we could play acoustically that is just one acoustic guitar? And he goes, oh, I got this, uh, I got this really cool um, 
uh, it's kind of like an Irish lament song. And he sent that to me, and it turned out the title of it's called Love Sick Blue, which at the time I thought was the sappiest title, but it fit in this thing so good. I play this for women now, and they fall into my lap weeping. <laughs> so I think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're talking about Blast at the Static. You've, you've gotten the call, and you set your lineup. Who, by the way, who are the other Well, we've got we've uh, got Mike Davis guys? on bass, who, who I've, you know, toured extensively with. He's my soul brother. Uh, he's kind of like the reincarnation of uh, Bob Daisley and uh, Geezer Butler combined. So he's... Oh, he's my this, God. He is a, ba oh, a bass beast. And he, look, man, he's the, one, he's the reason... You know, you got to remember that when Rob Halford um, wants a solo band and do, does his solo stuff, you know, Mike's the guy he calls for a reason. Uh, so he's in the band, and um, and the drummer is an Australian guy, so we've got two Aussies, um, who's a buddy of mine for about 25 years. Uh, his name's Clay, and uh, he's essentially the guy that when, when people need session work from Sony, or they need high-level session work, there's one guy they call. And uh, this guy's really one of the best rock drummers on the planet. And, uh, plus, he plus he looked like Brad Pitt, cool. so that helps. <laughs> so Clay's, Clay's uh, <laughs> you know, not a lot of people know who Clay is, but they'll know after this album. Um, and he was the perfect choice to bring in... Look, let me say to your listeners, um, I'm a huge Racer X fan. And, and I said to Jeff, look, right. I, I understand that we have to... Uh, unleash our creative musical uh, exploits however we want to do that I, I don't like having a voice muffled because of it won't sell or, or it's this or that listen, there's lots of tried and tested uh, traditional metal here this, you know, we're not pushing the envelope to a point where people are going to be lost uh, what you're going to get here and what we're experiencing is a really great fusion of fresh musical feel with with very uh, you know stuff's going to still sound familiar and and that's the that's one of the reasons why I wanted Clay as a drummer is that I'm I'm metal to the core dude you know that's 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 what I bleed I bleed metal and uh, we've got a great rock drummer we've got this great creative talent with Jeff uh, like I said before he's never sung I I, I haven't heard him sing this good uh, in a very long time um, I, I think it's a very exciting thing. And the chemistry between the guys is just is great. So we're, we've got some big plans for this year. Let me kind of focus that answer a little bit for you, too. Part of the great metal debate is we debate, is this song from this metal genre or this metal genre? And I could give two shits about what genre a yeah. song falls into. But there's some people that really want to label their stuff. Do you guys care about that sort of thing? And then... How would you define the sound that we can expect from Blast? Can I answer that? You, you know, can, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that Jeff and I are really high on are bands are bands that essentially are their own genre: Queen, Sabbath, Zeppelin, uh, Deep Purple. Um, you know, there are there are some bands out there that are that, that can do anything on an album that still keep you. So when you listen to Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, a great quick example is I played that to my wife, and she's not in the middle at all. And she was like, really? You want me to listen to Black Sabbath? By the end of it, she was absolutely floored that Black Sabbath is not just about paranoid. It is, it is a, yeah. a wonderful... When you, hear, when you hear Spiral City Architect, you go, that's Ozzy? 
So that's, mean, that's just unbelievable. What are you going to hear from Blasted to Static? You're going to hear a lot of power. You're going to hear a lot of intensity. Um, you're going to hear a lot of ripping and, and a lot of melody. But I also think, you know, Jeff mentioned Love Seek Blue. Uh, that could easily be a, a, a top 10 uh, mainstream hit. You know, that's an acoustic guitar. And Jeff's incredible vocal performance on that. Um it's not your typical uh, kind of European power metal heads down kind of thing, which I love. This is a little wider, and it's something that we're super proud of. And you know, man, we don't care whether this thing sells five copies or five million. Uh, when this thing gets released, I can swear to you, Brian, we're going to sit and have a beer one day, and this is going to be a very proud uh, product of honesty. But you know what? I'm a fan of Jeff, and I'm a fan of heavy metal. And this is there's a lot of heads down, kick ass stuff on. This oh yeah. Thing. So yeah. yeah, we're filling we're filling the racer. You know, it, it, it's funny because when this whole thing came up with Stu contacting me, we were me and Bruce ourselves were right at the tail end of writing 25 songs, and I was uh, and we actually did this. I I mailed out a I wanted to mail out a song a day to Paul because. Paul is the one we're trying to break down to do another Racer X album. Well, it didn't work. I, I sent him three songs at first, and his immediate response was, I'm really not interested in doing metal. I'm doing blues and jazz now. And, and uh, you know, that was it. So, And Bruce had contacted me like a year, year and a half before that and gave me a CD with 30 ideas on it. And some of them were only a minute and a half long, and I edited them into real songs. And Stu and I are going to use a couple of these. There's one called War Baby, War Baby that's just unbelievable. I mean, it, if we can capture, you know, what Bruce did, I know Stu can, um, it's going to be big. But, you know, that's where this whole thing kind of bled right into um, doing Blasted to Static was me and Bruce writing a crap load of songs to try to get Racer X going again. And now Bruce is, is getting his uh, own solo project, which is an instrumental project, and he's just getting management now for that and stuff. So everything's kind of bleeding into everything else. But, you know, what I want to say about the music, too, is, you know, we're, we're covering a lot, of, uh, a lot of distance on where we're drawing from, and I'm, not, and I'm not holding back on anything. Believe me, when I was a kid, I came from a big family, and my brothers and sisters were listening to the Four Seasons. They were listening to the Righteous Brothers. They were listening to Motown. And we have a song, and I had to explain this to Stu when I sent it to him. I go, look, I ain't sing I'm not singing really hard on some of this. Some of this are just airy voices or very low voices or whatever, but it's a mix of them. And uh, there's a, a song called The Repossession of Nothing, that has one of the best choruses I've ever put together in my life, and it's directly out of Motown. But it's on, but it's on a metal song, so that should give you a, a, a rough idea where we're coming from here. We're coming from everywhere, but so far everything sounds not unlike the first Montrose album or some of the best albums in the world. Every song, every song sounds like it belongs with the next one. And that's hard to do. Well, let me ask you this: What's been the response from fans on the social media? Well, mate, it's—I've it's, got to tell you, it's actually quite overwhelming. Um, you, you, when you get get the concept, like um, you know, we we started uh, doing this properly in December. So you know, 
for, for the last eight weeks, we've been firming up, you know, the uh, uh, photos, the imagery, the social media presence, the tracks, all this stuff. And man, I can tell you, uh, the, the there's this buzz happening with people that are just really excited to see what's coming next. Um, you know, Jeff's dearly loved in the industry and also by fans. So, you know, I've, I've had these private conversations, you know, with Jeff, where I've been, you know, we've been talking about, um, you know, I'm not Paul Gilbert. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not within the uh, the realm of of, of, of Paul. Uh, but I do my thing, and you know, I think at the end of the day, um, the reception's been fantastic. Uh, people are starting to learn my kind of body of what I'm about, and uh, we're quite overwhelmed. I think we're very surprised, and I think the timing feels right. Um, people are looking for something that's honest and real, and they're going to get it with this band. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's come down to, you know, me even, you know, like I said, I'm the guy in Racer X that came up with the Extreme Volume Man. I did. I'm always working on album covers. I, I love art. I love the visual part of it as well as the writing part. And that's, like I said, that's what side of my brain works. And, uh, if you go onto the Blasted Static website, you'll see a TV set that's in static with the logo or the name on it, and I did that myself. And I, I, I my my whole idea behind it was to put stencils of letters, and then like you have for equipment per se, when you go out on tour, you stencil the band name onto the the the. Uh, the uh, anvil cases, and then you're done. You know where it's supposed, who owns it, and where it's going. Well, I did that on the front of a very old Zenith TV set, and then turned the TV on, and it's going to static. And I was going to spray paint the letters on the screen, but when I put the stencils up with the tape, it looked like a. It, to me, it looked like a ransom note on a TV with static. It, it just blew me away. It was one of those things that everything that Stu and I have been doing. We're just blown away. It just happens. Stuff is happening. And we're just going, well, there's a, there must be a reason for this. And le let me just tell you a really short story because this band name also comes from a real thing. And I, I, my, my, my daughter is, uh, is in college right now, and she wants to be a writer for a top magazine and a photographer. She's, she's um, you know getting her uh, degree in that right now. And I would always tell her old stories about band stuff and music and old bands I was with and what we were doing. Well, I told her when I was 12 years old, I was a paper boy, and Paranoid, Black Sabbath Paranoid had just come out, and I had a shitty little cassette player that I had Paranoid in, and I played it probably a billion times by then. And I'm delivering papers at 5.30 in the morning with Black Sabbath Paranoid on 10 on the shittiest little fucking uh, cassette player you can imagine and all it was doing was oh, you know it was and I, and I told her you know I said it, it was blasted to static and she looked at me and she went oh dad what a name for a band and this is years ago I've had this I've had this title for years and like a lot of the new bands now they all have three let they have three names in their 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 title like uh, falling in reverse you know it seems like everybody's running out of the single names or the double we're on to three words well this has been stuck in my craw for the right band and 
and uh, here it is. And and what what better thing can a band name come from from the heart of a 12 year old little pimple faced metalhead who wants metal so bad that he's turning it all the way up and knows every note, and it doesn't matter that no one else knows what's going on. He does. That's a great story, Jeff. Oh man, I want to talk briefly about another. This aspect of music and being in a band has always fascinated me. And I know, thanks to technology, it has gotten easier and harder at times. Uh, you know, you guys live across the world from each other. Can you each comment on what it's like to write a song at such great distances? Are you able to write uh, and produce with immediate feedback? Or do you have to, you know, wait till the Internet comes back up? H how's that process been for you guys? Well, yeah, I got to say, mate, that's actually where for me a little bit of a strength lies. Um, I've, I've done this is the fourth Empires of Eden album uh, where I've written remotely for almost forty singers, and and so for me, I actually find it a strength. Um, and and luckily to this day, uh, none of the singers that I've sent stuff to think it sucks. So the idea is is as a writer, what freedom to write. For a voice that you that you love and you're a fan of, um, you know, I guess I, I ask you the question, Brian, and, and anyone that's listening, you know, just think for a second how Blackie Lawless's voice sounds. Then think, okay, how Rob Halford's voice sounds. And so, as a listener and a, a lover of metal, um, as a fan, this provides me with this great opportunity to compose music specifically for these people as a fan. And so I got to tell you, there's a little bit of freedom there for me to actually think grand concept because I'm presenting Jeff with pretty much finished songs. Um, and that's what I, I, I do with Empire. So for me, it's actually been a real blessing to to present some material to these singers, and uh, I've been able to lock in. And Jeff and I have used the the modern technology to its absolute best. You know, I know there are people... And, and you know, it's really great that we're not, in, in In some cases, I think we get more done by not being in a room together because we get to spend time in our own room. We're not, we don't have somebody breathing down our neck or, or i got to show him something right now. I've got to come up with this right now. we got space. We And, and even when we're talking on Voxer, we have seconds to listen to that. What he, I just listen to what he says. I might replay it again, and then I got time to think on what I want to say as a retort, and and it's just working in a positive. I mean, in a big positive way. I think we're getting way more done by uh, by doing it this way than if we were living next door to each other or even living in the same house together doing this stuff. So you're able to get immediate feedback from him, Jeff. If you send him some lyric or another, it's amazing. I, I don't even I don't even know how the hell he can read this stuff so fast. I mean, it's got, it's bouncing <laughs> all the way to the other side of the earth, and he's already knows what I said. And I just, you know, it's a two and a half minute, uh, uh, you know, uh, bunch of uh, ideas I just gave him, and he's got the answers immediately. And he comes back, and you know. Uh, it, it's pretty amazing, actually. It's almost like he's reading my friggin' mind or something. Well, this is—I've got to say here, Brian. This is what we talk about chemistry. Uh huh. Now, 
Um, I've been very blessed uh, to find a, a different kind of chemistry, obviously, with Death Dealer. That's how uh, Empires of Eden spawned that band. Um, doesn't happen all the time, and you can't manufacture it. With Jeff, there was a direct chemistry. And guess what? You know, I throw Jeff ideas, like really crazy ideas, and I think, man, I really hope he goes for it, and he really went for it, and vice versa. Uh, I, Jeff, there isn't any, any of his first six songs that he sent me. Those are all those turned into real songs, every one of them. And I, I haven't changed any uh, personally. I uh, and I have with Bruce's stuff and on those twenty-five songs I wrote with Bruce, I had to put in a, an extra uh, sixteen bars in a chorus or move a bridge here or this. I haven't moved anything. The only thing that got moved is after. After Stu hears it, he goes, "Oh, I've got to come to bat on this," and then all of a sudden he's he's doing some or orchestra. I mean, literally, it was one or two o'clock in the morning, and I I had been at Nam, the Nam show in California all all week long, and uh, I haven't heard any of the new stuff that he had worked on, and I decided to go to our Dropbox and I put there's a song it's called "Delivered from the Ashes." And it's a song about a witch who gets burnt in Salem, and her coven of witches bring her back from from her burnt ashes, and she comes back and devastates the whole fucking town. She takes out everybody. <laughs> and I have this one. I have a chant in the middle of the song with all. I, I got all these pretty pretty girls in my area, twelve of them to be exact, around a microphone. Three tracks of them going. Earth, wind, rain, and fire stir the ash and raise her higher. Earth, wind, rain, and fire stir. And it builds. And he built this orchestral part that I fell out of bed when I heard it. And I got right on there. And go, dude, you are the fucking greatest thing. Oh my god! You know, and it's just—it's so amazing to to throw these ideas. You know, I'll do a a melody line thing, and I just can't wait to get a a, a retort back from him. Because I know, you know, because the way things have been going, I know he's going to love this, you know. And he didn't even tell me he did that and uh, on that uh, on that build-up part for for the witch chant, and it just it completely. Right now, it's the best part of the whole song. You know, screw anything I've sang in it. You know, just this breakdown part that goes into the lead is just going to floor everybody. Let me uh, let me ask you this, guys, as artists. What's the most exciting part of this process? I, I'm talking from the day you met, you know, till the day you sell out Donington after a successful tour. Over over the entire band experience, what's the best part for each of you guys? Oh, mate, I, I've got to say, um, when you the the, uh, the early excitement of a collaboration where you have musicians yeah. uh, back and forth writing songs, uh, there's lots of energy. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of the big shows. I've, you know, I think last year, Death Dealer played to 50,000 people in, in Eastern Europe. Uh, they're great, they're great moments. And, 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 you know, I, I must admit, uh, you know, looking across at, at Ross the Boss and having a little bit of a tear in my eye in Moscow, uh, really, actually, you know, he's my childhood hero, uh, you know, and he, he's my Jimmy Page, right? Make no mistake as a guitarist, he's, he's my Jimmy Page. So I, there are moments like that where you just go, "Oh my God!" Um, and I know that Jeff and I, you know, we've got a, we've got some touring planned. 
uh, the, you know, I'm a big fan of Jeff's, you know, so I'll be, I'll be that eight-year-old kid that was listening to, uh, you know, Street Lethal and going, holy shit. But at the same time, this process, i got to say for me, where you have a true, honest writing collaboration back and forth, man, before even people hear it, like, before people hear the songs, we know artistically it's successful. And I'm not just being this... You know, weird dude sitting on a hill saying you'll love the jazz explosion. This is yeah, exactly. This exactly. is for tear flesh off your face. Uh, you know, barefaced heavy metal on this album, and uh, I I just find this process probably the most enjoyable of all. Yeah, yeah. The, the creative side is just unbelievable. Right now, for me, I feel as though uh, you know that big gigantic ball, that stone that was rolling after Indiana Jones as he runs out of the yeah. cave. Well, right now, I'm, I'm blowing that uphill without any effort at all. <laughs> and that's what it's like for that's us. It's just like, awesome. it, it's it's just, it, everything is a meant to be, and believe me, I believe in a meant, meant to be sort of, I'm, I'm kind of a spiritual cat. I'm working with an in Indian guy right now, and I'm just kind of into that, that, that vibe and that feel and and that's that's what what it's been for us it's just we keep throwing stuff at each other and it's stick not only is it sticking but i i think this album is going to be one of these records that is going to be around 15 or 20 years from now not unlike some of the racer x stuff but it'll be there for a different reason it won't be there and believe me you know the the uh, the one of the reasons I'm I'm doing any of this with Stu right now is just in the last three or four years, it seems as though Racer X and a few other bands, uh, obviously, we've become kind of the muddy waters of shred of a whole genre of music. I mean, like the muddy wa muddy waters. He's the godfather of the blues. Well, you got Racer X, who is the muddy waters of shred, and now I'm I'm getting contacted by all sorts of people who want me to write and sing uh, uh, one track on their album, and it's and when they meet me, the, and these are, you know, some of them. Uh, Jackie Vincent is one of them, and uh, he's a he's a guitar player in Falling in Reverse, and he is a he's a sweeping nightmare. I mean, he just can play guitar like. I mean, even Joe Satriani said he's the new biggest, best, biggest thing that's going to be coming out. Just wait. And when he met me, he started crying. <laughs> you know, and just going, dude, calm down. Everything's all right. And now we're really good friends. And he's actually going, maybe playing on a track on this album. Along with, uh, I'm trying to get George Lynch to come down here. And I, I just met him at NAMM. And I, I did some touring with George and did some album work. And uh, I'm going to get him a lakefront. He's going to come down here and maybe play a track. And, and, and right now, Stu is filling his, his Depends full of poo because uh, he really likes George. He loves George Lynch quite a bit. He's a Lynch guy. So. And, uh, and then also I, I, have a, I have a couple feelers going out to Rob Halford. I have a perfect song for him and I to, to do dual vocals on. So I'm hoping that he'll bite on that and so we want to put some extra little little surprises in this, along with the surprise of this being a bottomless pit of creativity and coming from directions you know every time i see a band that's just doing the same metal thing this band is what i dream of i dream of 
of the, 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 the question which I always ask is there's got to be something else. There's just got to be something else. And this band is that something else. But Brian, I, I've got, look, I guess I can cap it off for you, brother. Is uh, So, I, you know, what is the best kind of moment? Um, I sent Jeff off a bunch of sort of one-take uh, demo solos. And, and, you know, when Jeff turns around to me and says, you have to use one of those that I'm not overly keen on, by the way. Uh, and then he starts telling me, yeah, I've played with Paul Gilbert, Michael Schenker, George Lynch. Um, yeah. Jakey Lee. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you sort of sit back and go, okay, uh, I, I'll take your advice. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, some of these, some of these leads were his one takers when he was just writing the song. And they're so honest and true, and, and uh, he's still got the wielding going on, believe me. He's sweet picking, and, and some of his arpeggio work is fast as hell and totally precise. And every racer, every racer X is, gonna, you know, is going to stick up the little sign that says 10 on it you know, after they hear the lead. But at the same time, he's, uh, he's definitely got a can opener, and he's prying your heart open because there's... He's taking three or four notes and stretching them as far as he can get. We're talking Ace Freely vibrato, and that's all you've got to say. Ace Freely's one guy who can take three notes and kick your dick in the dirt for a whole solo, just through going, you know, and just make that bad boy sing. So he's got he's got both sides of the fence covered, as far as I'm concerned. He's got it all. Guys, I'd like to kind of sort of start winding down with something I call the lightning round. It's just about four or five questions here. One-word answers from each of you or one-sentence answers. Jeff, you just do your first answer, and then Stu, you come in behind him, okay? All right, first question here. What's one non-musical hobby you guys have? Motorcycling and building motorcycles. Mixed martial arts. What's one of the best venues you've ever played in? I love the Ventura Theater uh, in, in Ventura, California. I love old theaters. I uh, played the Olympic Volleyball Stadium in Athens. was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, you just... Sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, what's one word from each of you to describe your bass player, Mike Davis? Uh, a stranger. <laughs> I haven't met him yet. <laughs> the Beast. That works. The beast. All right. Now, give me one same word you would use to describe yourself. Resilient. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. No. So, finally, guys, tell us what's up and coming for Blasted to Static and, and really any of the projects you've got going on. Where can fans get news and merchandise and music for the projects you've talked about mate very exciting year 2015 is going to be huge for the band um blasted to static.com uh is the place for currently for all information we have a facebook page uh which is just uh, facebook blasted to static we're interacting with people directly all the time so if you come there and ask a question there's a good chance it'll either be uh, myself or jeff that'll answer you um 
We've got uh, samples online right now. I've, I've got a, a brand new um, video that we're going to be uploading pretty soon, but there's a, a, a sample there. You can actually get the flavor of exactly what this thing's about. And uh, we're also going to be designing some really cool merchandising packs. Once the uh, debut album is finished, we're talking to some labels now. But definitely blastedtostatic.com is the place to go. And uh, we're there interacting with people every day. Stu, what happened to the twins? Did you ever put the twins up on anything? That sounds like personal <laughs> stuff there, dude. Or, or was that something just was that something just for me? That that that's that's something that I, I thought we'd do for a bit of a laugh, but that that's uh, Oh no, that's, you gotta put you gotta put that up on the side. That that thing is just so it, it, to, hear, to hear two beautiful women like that actually say my name. And not ask me for something is just so amazing. <laughs> Stu, I gotta admit, I kinda wanna hear the twins now. I think I think uh, gotta, uh, due to public opinion uh, that's gotta go up, so <laughs> leave that with me. I'll uh, manage that. All right. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get you guys links. And then also and, uh, and also um tell them how they can get I, I just signed a bunch of eight by tens uh that we had made up for NAM and we are sending them to people for free with my signature or depending on what side of the world, Stu's signature. Um, I just sent, I just sent Stu 150 of these with my signature so he can actually send a double one out on his side of the world. But um, tell them how they can get that, Stu. Yeah, so what we did is we thought, look, all you have to do is come to Blasted to Static's Facebook page. Then all you have to do is grab that link and share the link on your page. And then after you've done that, Send us a private message with your home address, and we'll send you free of charge a hand-signed 8x10 promotional card. Uh, these are very limited, and they are hand-signed uh, directly by myself and Jeff. Um, so all you got to do is... Some words to some print. <laughs> if, if, if the ink, if my silver ink ha happens to drip on the page, I press my thumbprint on it, and I sign, <laughs> yes, this is my thumbprint. But yeah, we're sending these out free of charge. Just drop by. Um, that's the idea, man. Is you know we're just we're fans as well. And if people are interested in the band and they want some free hand signed stuff, drop by, share the page, and hit us up with your uh, home address and an email, and we'll keep you in touch. I signed up this afternoon. It's super easy to do. I would encourage all you listeners out there to do the same thing. We're uh, we're gonna have that stuff up on Facebook page also, so you guys can uh, have easy access through the Great Metal Event page also. Thanks to Marshall and Jeff Martin from Blast and Static. We're gonna look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Awesome, thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate the time you put into this, uh, mate. Talking to us, and uh, I, I got to get my ass back out of the states pretty soon. Um, hopefully, we can have a couple of beers. Yeah.